Hey, Ray, how's it going? All right, Jeff, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Normally we meet in the morning, so I say good morning, but it's in the afternoon now, early evening. You know, uh, today we're going to be playing with time and space. Because <laughs> we're going to be in two places at the same time. How are we doing that? That sounds very psychedelic. Uh, well, you know, it's just that kind of a day. <laughs> so, okay, you're going to have to help me explain what we're doing today. But basically, this is a crossover episode mm -hmm. with our friends from the JFJ Conspiracy Podcast. Yes, and this is part two. So if you haven't watched part one... Or listen to. Or listen to, right. Go back and go to the JFJ Conspiracy Podcast located wherever you find our podcast, YouTube, right. um, wherever podcasts are found. Um, and look for the most recent JFJ Conspiracy Podcast. And that's part one of our discussion today, which started, Soraya, um, with this little record that we've covered multiple times, right? That was our jumping off point. Jumping off. But it led us into a discussion yes, yes. of where some of these cover versions came from, from their actual genesis. Yes. So there's three cover versions on the new Yep Rock version of Baroque Hoedown. And what we decided to do, because we've been wanting to get back with the JFJ Conspiracy podcast members and have them on our show. And they had mentioned on one <laughs> of our episodes, in fact, their last episode um, they covered Baroque Hoedown, so that's worth checking out, too. Right. On an earlier episode, they had mentioned about having us back on their show. So we came up with an idea that we would do a split episode. And this, like you said, this is the jumping off point. And with the three covers on here, um, which are Lucifer Sam. I'm looking at this backwards. Yeah. <laughs> Lucifer Sam, Sorry, and Feel a Whole Lot Better. Yeah. So those are the three covers, which originally came from mid to late 60s albums. Um, Mr. Tambourine Man, Feel a Whole Lot Better came from that. One of my favorites. Came out in 65 and 66. The Easy Beats, which um, Volume 3 or Sorry came from. And then Pink Floyd, um, Pipers at the Gates of Dawn came out in 67. So we threw these three albums to the JFJ Conspiracy Podcast and said, you pick one and we'll do that on your episode that you host and we'll pick one of the other three and we'll host that one. So what happened, Soraya? So what happened was on the JFJ Conspiracy Podcast, all of us sit down to talk about this amazing Pink Floyd album, which is just psychedelic in all its glory. Uh, the, I always get the, the title wrong. Right. So I got to I gotta look at my notes so I say it correctly. The Piper at the Gates of Dawn. I always want to say something else. Yeah. The Piper at the Gates of Dawn debut album by Pink Floyd. And then on our show, you're going to be hearing our discussion with our friends from the JFJ Conspiracy Podcast about volume three from the Easy Beats. Yes, yes. So we're going to be dealing with all things Australia, UK, and everything in between, and all set to the tone of a far piece of beat. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But uh, fun times and great discussion with our friends uh, from the JFJ Conspiracy Podcast. So enjoy. Hi, this is Soraya. And this is Jeff. 
Our podcast is called Paisley Stage Raspberry and Rhyme. A podcast where the two of us play music that we like and share anecdotes and background about the tunes. We hope you'll join our conversation. And without further ado, agrubiar. Let's get groovy. So for all our listeners today, here's your part two, the hotly requested, but... To our friends, Jim, Jerry, and Frank from the JFJ Conspiracy Podcast, welcome once again. Thank Thank you you for having us. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us on. And as as we mentioned, this is our part two where we're going to talk about another classic album. Jeff, what album is that? So we decided to talk about the Easy Beats Volume 3, which I only have on CD. Again, our jumping off point was the Three O'Clock's Baroque Hoedown, as we've mentioned. Um, there was three covers on there. So uh, we have the cover of Lucifer Sam from Pink Floyd. We have... Um, Feel a whole lot better. A whole lot better from the birds. Wait, hold mm-hmm. on. <laughs> and then I got to get the oh, off. Fantastic product placement. Oh, my pretty, pretty subtle, too. <laughs> and, and the easy beat. So we threw it out to you guys uh, when we made our little pitch. If we could uh, crash your party for a little bit, and we'd would love to have you guys on our uh, podcast. And we gave you guys the option of those three bands, Pink Floyd, The Birds, and Easy Beats, and which one you would pick. And we just covered one of those. Um, we wanted to know why you guys picked the one that you picked. So, I, Jerry, I think you might have been one of the first ones to jump on with your pick. Um, why did you pick Pink Floyd of the three? Well, based on what Frank said right out of the gate, uh, when we first brought this up a couple of weeks ago, he just said, you know, uh, I think he picked Floyd first before okay. the other two. And then uh, after that, I think you guys picked the birds or we somehow. But um, I'm so happy that it came like this. Um, folks out in Paisley land. I would have never, I would have never bought this album on my own. So uh, I, I'm, I'm glad for this uh, crossover show. So yeah, I would have never bought it on my own. So I'm that, glad. That, yeah. might be, that might be a tease what you think about the easy beats. So we'll, I, we'll see, we'll see in a yeah, second. Frank, yeah. Yeah. Frank, you were the one that jumped on with. Well, it certainly wasn't going to be the birds. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> but, well, my my first thought was, well, you guys will probably pick the birds because it is as paisley as it gets with the jangly guitars. Jangly. And I, I'm familiar with Floyd. So Jim was um, pre exposed or disposed at the time. And so I kind of jumped on Floyd. And then Jim said, well, I guess we're doing Floyd. Yeah. So, Jim, any regrets that you guys went with Floyd of the three? No. And um, as soon as those three albums came up, I, I just thought to myself, there's no way on God's green earth that Frank is going to pick the birds. So I knew I knew the birds was not even a go for us. <laughs> it was going to have to be the other two. I would have been happy with with any of the three records. Uh, d- didn't matter to me. So uh, but I'm, I'm glad we did the Pink Floyd. That was that was I am too. And so if you, if you want to hear us talk about the Pink Floyd record, you got to shoot over to the JFJ Conspiracy Podcast and click on the link over there. Yep. And Frank, what episode would that be? Oh, yeah, that'll be episode 113. 
Okay, 113. And 112, you guys covered broke hoedown. So Correct. But at 3 o'clock, yeah. So, Soraya, we didn't go with the birds, although that probably would have been my inkling. I'm a little bit of a fan of the birds. Why <laughs> did we pick the easy beats? So, I... We have to, uh, full confession, I am a very big Birds fan as well. Okay. Uh, so that would have been the easy pick, right? Yeah, true. However, gotcha. however, comma, I think I remember a message exchange with Jeff and I said, let's have some fun. Let's pick the easy beats. Um, and I think a lot of it is, uh, first of all, it's a band that I didn't get to know until the three o'clock cover so that was my introduction to the easy beats and i've heard michael curcio talk many times about the easy beats and the impact of their music but also i think this is a really good band to listen to and like jerry said i wouldn't have found it on my own and i think uh, there are quite a few people who could say the same thing mm -hmm. they're led to it but it's, you know, some discover it on their own, some don't. And I love the idea of having, you know, uh, we had the main colony, we had uh, Great Britain. Now we have uh, another another part of the royal kingdom. Territories, okay? territories. territories. Yeah. Uh, in Australia. <laughs> and so I, I just thought it was a great album anyway. So nice. There we go. And what I liked about the fact that when Soraya picked Easy Beats, the first thing that I thought of in my mind is George Young. And right. I, you guys are, um, that when we, when I watch JFJ Conspiracy Podcast, I know the shop talk is rock. Yeah. So, um, the connection, of course, is Malcolm and Angus Young from ACDC. Um, George Young of the Easy Beats, of course, is his older brother. Right. Or their older brother, I should say. Right. Um, and he passed in, I think, 2017, mm -hmm. uh, if I'm not mistaken. And um, I believe he produced ACDC, at least maybe Dirty Deeds. Um, it was on there, yeah, very early on. Yeah. Early yeah. years, early years, yeah, early. So I thought that was a good connection between our podcast and yours um, ah, with ACDC. Very smooth. So, um, once okay. I did that. So Volume 3, um, as the name implies, is the band's third release. Um I was only aware of them by Friday on my mind, their big hit. <laughs> um, and that came out on the album after this. Um, right. Sorry was the cover version that the three o'clock did, um, which is the lead off track on volume three. And um, I, Frank, I know that you've mentioned it before. In um, Australia, the Easy Beats were huge, like as big as the Beatles. In fact, I think I read that they had like 15 top 40 hits, something like that. That's a crazy amount. Right. And in the States, I think if anybody's familiar with them at all, it might be the oldie station Friday on my mind. So right. mm -hmm. um, that was yeah. the one I knew. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Same. So uh, like Soraya, for me, uh, my introduction was hearing the song Sorry from the three o'clock. Soraya, what do you know about the Easy Beats or volume three? So one of the things that I found out that's pretty interesting. So this album is released in 66 and it's considered to be the third and final LP before the band moves to England. They relocate. And if you think about 1966, what's happening in the UK, I mean, it's just, it's a huge explosion. They were huge in Australia. And I thought that move was a strategic one. 
Um, yes. And then, and then, um, sorry, I lost my train of thought. But third and final album, sixty six height of the ship towards psychedelia, and we definitely hear some of those sounds in this, the in a lot of the tracks here. Yes, for sure, for sure. So you, when you say their final album, it's their final album as an Australian of uh, being based, based Australia. in Australia. Australia. Thank you for the correction. Interestingly, ACDC did the same thing. Yes, they did. When they were starting to pick up traction, they moved to England and, and lived in London. Wow. Do you know about what year that was or what period of time? 79-ish, maybe. Okay, okay. I think I want to say it was pre, um, pre-Highway pre to Hell. <coughs> Excuse okay. me. Okay. So yeah, Bob, it came out in 79, so probably 78, 79, yeah. Yeah. So Bob Scott was still... Yes. Yeah. Man, when they moved, all right, all right. Well, you figure oh. you can only do so much, you know. In Australia, you've you've tapped it, right? So just like the English bands want to come here and get a broader audience, what's the next step? Mm. England. Yeah. I was just gonna say, but about that time, all those bands were trying to, all the English bands were trying to break <laughs> in the U.S. So yeah, one step at a time. Maybe that, maybe that left an opening for an Australian band to slip in there, right? Maybe so. There you go. They vacated some interest. So I'm curious um, what you all thought about this album. I think everybody had a chance to listen to this. Mm -hmm. uh, um, so let's start with you guys, our guests. Jim, what did you think of Volume 3 by the Easy Beats? Um, I like it. Um, I, I think if I had to compare the two, I like the production on this much better than I liked it on the Pink Floyd record. The Pink Floyd record just sounds a little thin to me. I don't know. But um, I think the production's better on this. Um, I thought the arrangements were spot on. And there's a few things I heard, and I probably didn't take good enough notes on this, but there's a few songs that I'm thinking other people have covered. Oh. Because I'm hearing a song and I'm like thinking, this I've heard this before, but not very, this version. Very familiar uh, guitar riffs. Yeah. Right, yeah. Or, or they were just flat out ripped off by other people I don't <laughs> that's possible too i i don't i don't know yeah the first time i heard about the easy beats is when i was reading about acdc right right and they talked about like oh younger brother to you know george uh george young of the easy beats and i was like oh easy beats okay interesting australian band uh do you guys remember a band called flash in the pan yeah. i do Hey St. Peter. Hey St. Peter. That was also George Young and his partner Vanda. Oh, wow. um, they they released evidently a string of albums under various pseudonyms, and Flash in the Pan was one of them. Wow. I wasn't aware of that Flash in the Pan, yes, but I wasn't aware that there were others as well. Yeah, I think like three or four other band names that they released. I I, I don't. It seems like it, that was a hit here, and I think it charted well around the kind of around the globe. So why you wouldn't continue with that moniker, I don't know. Yeah. Jump ship well, then, something yeah. else, I no idea. Interesting. Anyway, back to answering your question. Yeah, I enjoyed the record. <laughs> uh, all right. All right, Jerry, what about you? You gave us a little bit of an inkling what you thought. What, what did you think? I liked it a lot. There's a, there's a, uh, there's a, I don't want to say, it, it seems towards the end, of it after uh, history easy, that uh, the songs after that seem to go lo-fi. I don't know if if 
if something this is happened, a compilation at that point. Yeah, that's what I figured when I, when they started going lo-fi. I go, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. But but as far as a nice three-minute happy tunes, it's loaded. This album's loaded, Jeffrey. It's it's loaded with good stuff. Nice little nice little guitars, all '60s, of course, and it takes me back to the '60s, which I guess is what it's supposed to do. But uh, I like this album a lot, and lots of songs, lots of songs. So yes, the Easy Beats Volume Three, I love it. No, no complaints here about song length. Yeah, I, I bet. I think the longest song was like two fifty eight. I was like, man, these guys, I love them. And, and there's twenty four <laughs> of them, Jim. Twenty four of them. Well, I didn't. I didn't do the extended version. I did like sort of the original release. Well, still, yeah. that's a ton. Yeah, that's a ton. Yeah, so the original release was uh, 13 songs on the original release, but 24 if you get the expanded CD version. So um, if you want to hear more about Jim's thoughts on longer songs, um, go back and listen to part one. <laughs> and specifically about the conversation with Interstellar Overdrive. All yeah. right. So Frank, what did you think of Volume 3? Well, I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Unlike Jim, though, I don't care for the production. And again, it's of the time. I thought some of the uh, the backing vocals were a little uneven from song to song, uh, but I like I like the, the the tunes, the guitar riffs, or you know what drives me, and this whole album is full of it. And uh, overall, even the extended when Jerry was talking about the song sound, and even the extended version where I, I believe they took uh, tunes from older discs and different things. It, it wasn't leveled or anything. They just threw it on there. So it bounces all over the place. Yeah. Uh, but from song to song, it puts you in a nice, happy groove, even though some of the songs aren't the happiest of lyrics, you know, get away from the girl, but it's, it's fun. It's, it's just fun music. Yeah. When we decided that we were going to do this and we went with the easy beats, some of these guitar riffs, when I listened to them, I have to think of you, Frank, because I know you're, you're the riff guy. You're all. Oh yeah. Riff rock. Yep. Yeah. Riff rock. <laughs> <laughs> Even though um, this being released in 66 is probably a little bit earlier than some of the stuff that you guys mostly cover, which is typically is mid to late 70s, early 80s. So um, this is a little bit before um, the shop talk being rock, right? So it's a little, <laughs> little bit more 60s jangly. So Soraya, volume three, your thoughts? I think it's a, the 13 tracks are well thought out. And since Jeff, you are the guy that likes to talk about tracking and where and placement, I think the placement is perfect. The flow is a good flow. This is a good album to listen to, top to bottom. Um, and then the the extended version that Jerry was mentioning has a lot of really interesting alternative um, versions, but also some really interesting covers. Um, and this is just fun lively music mm -hmm. and um but what's missing from this album is the song that all of you have mentioned friday on my mind <laughs> gone yeah. so so it's a really good exposure to some of the breadth of of the band yeah actually that song came out on their next release right yeah good friday i think it was called but um if you listen to every single track on the extended version, there is a little medley where they sneak in yeah. a little tiny snippet, yeah. but it's it's just a, a, a snippet. Yeah, just like <laughs> three measures of it or something. Yeah. Like, oh, it's gone. 
<laughs> yeah. So yeah, for me, I'm glad, sorry, that you mentioned the sequence because that's something that's always um sticks out to me. And it's, it seems like the rockers they put up front, it as far as what you can call a rocker um for this early 60s vibe and those early songs like really jump out to me. It's like, oh, I'm all in because these oh, are yeah. these are um I, and I could see how this type of um, I'm looking at Jim's background and I could see how this kind of sound is a big influence on some of the mod scene. And I think that's probably why the three o'clock picked this up because they have those kind of chord changes that are mm -hmm. that are um, abrupt and kind of that kind of stuff. And um, right. yeah, just the energy of some of these early tracks are are just great to me. So, do you guys have any favorite tracks? Um, I'll, for me, sorry, it's my favorite track. It just <laughs> sucks off. And um, we'll get a little bit uh, into the three o'clock version later. So, Jim, or were there any while you were listening to this um, that stood out, or when you were listening to it, did you just listen to it as a whole? Um, um, no, there there were like kind of four standouts. Sorry, I think was actually maybe my favorite track on the record. Uh, I liked Funny Feeling a lot, uh, Going go. Out of My Mind, I really enjoyed, and My, My, My. Yep. Those were kind of my my standouts, I think. Yeah, same for me, all the, the same same picks. My, 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 when it got to that one, I, I had to stop and say, look at what the name of the track was, because it was one that stood out for me as well. Frank, what about you? Well, here comes all the hypocrite right now. It's coming all out. <laughs> The song that is most different on this album to me and my favorite is Say You Want Me. Love that tune. And it is not recorded very well, in my opinion. It's got a funny sound to it. But yet the melody and the words and everything, uh, I, I listen to that. That song goes on repeat for me. And I enjoyed the whole CD. But I, I've listened to that one over and over. Really enjoy it. That is my favorite. Nice, nice. And why did you say that? that's the hypocrite side? <laughs> There's no rocking involved in that song. You know, it's just a yeah. nice, mellow tune. It's all nice. sappy. And, you know. <laughs> your, 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 uh, your eyes didn't well up with, or your heart didn't fill up. Or... I'm not crying. I'm, I'm you're, not crying. you're crying. You're I'm crying. crying. Someone's cutting onions. That's it. Yeah, Cindy's, Cindy's chopping getting, onions in the so, next room. It's getting dusty in here. That's right. <laughs> so your heart didn't grow three sizes when you listened to it, did it? No, it sure did. No. <laughs> Jerry, what about you? Were there any standout tracks for you on volume three? There were two, Jeffrey. And if I may, it's You Said That. And then Do You Have a Soul, the alternative version. Oh. But yeah, I have all my notes here. And uh, yeah, you said that is a yes. <laughs> and, and then do you have a soul alt is yes. And getting back to Frank's song, say what you want. I have a question mark by it. <laughs> Not for you, huh? Uh, I just have a question mark by it. I don't know if that means I have to listen to it again. or Every year else I hear, have notes. Sounds like Beatles. Sounds like the monkeys. Yes. That's okay. I like that. <laughs> like that. Instrumental. Like that. Like that. Then question mark. But yeah, uh, you said that, and then do you have a soul? Alt. Nice. Great album though. Great ditty album. Good hooks. Good, good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm glad that you mentioned the Beatles and the Monkees. Um, Soraya has that drum head behind her <laughs> up there. She's a big. Oh fan. yeah. 
So, um, yeah, definitely. You can definitely hear the influences of the time and certainly of those bands. So yes, any fans of early monkeys or early. It's a, it's a great, great album. Yeah. yeah, definitely check it out. Soraya, any standout tracks for you? Yeah. And it's two tracks that have already been mentioned. So if I'm not picking, sorry, <laughs> okay. Cause you already did. Uh, you said that and my, my, my. My, my, my is definitely. And my, my, my is the one that every time I hear it, I am trying to figure out which monkey song it's reminding me <laughs> of. But it's a song that like, it's infectious. Yeah. You just, yes. you can't stop listening to it, or at least I can't. And it's the same with you said that. Nice. So I'm guessing that no particular monkey song has come to the forefront of your brain yet. Uh, a few of them, but but nothing, no one yet has said, hey, this is a dialogue with this song by the way. Yeah. One of the uh, discussion points that we had on your guys' episode, on part one of this split episode, uh, we were talking about um, the the three o'clock version of the cover. And this mm -hmm. case, sorry, um, I'm curious what you guys think about uh, the three o'clock version of Sorry versus the Easy Beats version of Sorry. So can we dig into that a little bit? So Frank, what you, can you say what you think about the three o'clock version? Again, they did these songs, they did their covers to a T. Now I didn't, I couldn't tell you about the Birds one because I don't, never heard the Birds version, but with the Easy it Beats ain't it ain't Pink gonna. Floyd, no interest, but with... <laughs> The Easy Beats, they did this to a T almost. And it's already a fantastic song. It's just, you know, Jim's wheelhouse, two minutes, 34 seconds. It says everything you got to say. It's got a great riff, great beat, and it's out. And the three o'clock did, did it justice just as well. And I don't know what the length is on the, on the three o'clock album. I got to check that out, see how, how they did. Yeah, it's a good question. Yeah. Did you happen to notice the difference in the leads? Because I know you're a lead guy. Right? I, I didn't A-B them I, because yeah. I, I listened to both albums at different times. Yeah, they're pretty yeah. close, but you could hear uh, mm -hmm. Lewis, which might be Greg Gutierrez's brother. Might be. Yeah, <laughs> you. <laughs> you. <laughs> Go back and listen to JFJ Conspiracy Podcast about the bro code on, and you'll get that. Uh, so Jim, um, what did you think about the two versions stacked up against each other? Um, I I was surprised at how sort of heavy the Easy Beats version was, right? But again, the the production just doesn't it's just not as good as that Earl Mankey production. I think you know right. the guitars are just right, and it's Easy Beats version is obviously a product of its time, right? Mm -hmm. So like you're you're not going to get that kind of sort of bigger distorted sustained guitar sound that you, right. you know, you're going to get on a later later recording but again i think frank kind of covered it they kind of did it to a t i think they did it justice mm -hmm. i don't I, you don't listen to it and go like wow that's a fail right like by any stretch of the imagination right and uh i think they they kept the all the energy of the original right nice and uh Sound, sounds far more British than the Easy Beats version, but uh, <laughs> might have something to do with the vocal. <laughs> That's hilarious. 
Could be. So Jerry, both I'm I'm guessing that both versions are relatively new for you, the three o'clock and the easy beats. Yes, by they're separate by maybe two weeks. Okay. But but I prefer the three o'clock version. Uh because you know, I guess studio wise and that's 16, 17 years later after the easy beats. So obviously you're gonna have more to me. I prefer the three o'clock, it's just more clean deeper and that's just because of, of the time i'm yeah. sure uh, uh you know it's 15 16 years later i'm sure there's more tracks there's more stuff available but uh it's a great song regardless of who's doing it but i do prefer the three o'clock version of uh sorry i do yep soraya what are your thoughts on these two versions two versions are great i prefer three o'clock but again it's because I have an emotional attachment to Baroque Down to right. that particular cover. But when you hear it, uh, you're like, this rocks just as well. Yes. I like it when Luis Gutierrez just goes off. And we've seen, I've seen this song done live numerous times, and it does not disappoint <laughs> at yeah, all. I bet. What about you, Jeff? Yeah, I fall definitely fall into the same camp as you, Soraya, and I, Jim, you're in the same boat. But I had no idea who this band was, the original version when I bought Roco Down. It just sounded like it fit with the other four songs that were on the record. Um, so it felt to me like it, it belonged on the three o'clock record. So I I just felt it was their song. And I think that to me, maybe it's because I heard it first. They they just own it. They own, sorry. But um, yeah, this uh, the original version has such a great vibe to it. Um, mm -hmm. Production issues notwithstanding, but it's just it's just so fun and just a great way to start off the record. So I'm a huge fan. And we I did want to mention one thing before we go. We have a few minutes left that all the songs um, were co-written not only by George Young, the older brother of Angus and Malcolm, but Stevie Wright, who is the lead singer of the band, and they co-wrote all of these. Um, we're definitely a co-writing team. It sounds like George Young was definitely a, more of a collaborator type yeah. writer um, rather than a singer-songwriter because as Jim mentioned with Flash in the Pan and apparently a bunch of other bands that um, with Vanda, who he co-wrote for, it, most of his songs are co-writing um, uh, projects um, mm -hmm. and not um, solo written. So, so. Hey, can I? Can I just put this in your guys' ear just for a second? Because it it dawned on me while I was listening to this album earlier today. I would love to hear someone like Jack White cover the whole album oh. because of all those guitar, those great riffs and everything, and his style of playing and singing, because he kind of wails a little bit when he sings. And I think that would be a great, great album to listen to. Uh, right. Need to shoot off an email to, to Jack tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Most definitely. Or next time you're having burritos with them. There okay. you go. <laughs> Good idea. All right. So any last thoughts? I know we only have a couple of minutes left. Uh, I just want to know, what do you guys think? So what is the girl's name in Sorry? Had dated seven with a girl named, what's her name? Oh, yeah, what did she, what did they say? He's got somebody other's, other's name on there, doesn't he? Yeah, but he yeah. said had dated seven. Had a date at seven with a girl named. Uh, yeah. So what's her name? I Sorry. 
<laughs> Sorry. <laughs> when I sing it, I say Fleur. Fleur. Well, that's how it's spelled in the lyrics. Fleur. Yeah. 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 It's because sometimes people say Flo. Her no. name is Flo. Fleur. 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 Yeah. Flower in French. There you go. Right. Oh, Fleur, F-L-U-E-R. Yeah. Oh, oh, we uh, have to say it in French for Jerry. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, very good. Yeah. So, no, thank you very so much good. for joining us and for talking about this great album. We're so Thanks glad, Jerry, that us. we turned you on to another album. We you appreciate did. You, you guys did. We, we appreciate the charity of you letting us come on your show. Thank um, you, guys. Absolutely. Oh, thank you for being generous and letting us go there. Uh, that's going to be fun. We also wanted to thank the three o'clock and yes. down album for being a jumping off point. And Frank, thank you for picking that as your classic pick on the. Jump. That was great. Yep. Great eye opener. Yep. Cool. And uh, I can I uh, am looking forward to watching many more episodes from you guys. So um, thank you guys so much. Thank you. Likewise. Yeah. Jim, stay off anything with wheels on it because we want you to stay healthy and uh, hopefully you recover soon from that. Uh, Should have stayed off. inside. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> All and right. Soraya, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll keep hammering away at Frank so that we can do that Def Leppard episode that you want to do so badly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to, we'll have to do that when I'm at Jerry's house so that we can pregame. If we're going to do <laughs> Def Leppard. And, and, I, and I won't let him go anywhere. I'm bigger. <laughs> thanks guys all right thank you, guys. Thank you guys have a good night Bye. Bye. well that was a lot of fun soraya yes that was yeah. two good albums uh two fun episodes and always a pleasure to be joined by jim jerry and jeff and frank yeah and frank yeah see it's like i gotta go jim jerry jeff uh, right frank soraya <laughs> right Right. Yeah, it's always a blast when we have those guys on. Those guys are fun um, to hang out with and fun to listen to their podcasts. So yeah, they will cover one classic rock album every episode and each one of the three of them will pick some new artist or some artist that's new to them or relatively undiscovered um, for most people and play, play a song by each one of them. But they're always a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, watching their episodes so jfj conspiracy podcast check them out if you don't know them already and for sure check out their most recent episode which will be part one of this discussion yeah they were a blast they're always fun and i i like hearing their thoughts around especially stuff like recording um it's always it's always uh, a refreshing point of view so yeah and each one of the three of them are musicians so jim is primarily based guitarist um jerry's a drummer and um frank who goes by the artist name shaken abe check him out so he's put out lots of cds that are worth checking out he's a a guitarist plays everything um singer um writes all does it all he does it all yeah and extremely creative too and uh i'll also add for those of you who are on facebook frank does a series called pick of the day Oh. And uh, he has so he has a fun video series of uh, particular songs or albums that he picks each day. Worth your time. Yeah, and it's only two minutes a day, it's and a lot of fun. And on Fridays, you get uh, Frank's dad jokes. So uh, that's right. Nothing else. Chime in on his Friday. 
funny for so yeah some of those are uh pretty funny and most of them just make you shake your head so but um if nothing else he, uh he frank is really good about um delivering absolutely that, i mean those jokes so well you know jeff i think i i think we have a new idea now uh-oh i think we get to bring the boys back on and we're going to force frank to listen to the birds yes yes i have no problem of sitting him down and letting him enjoy because if he's gonna if he's gonna tell me that he will not listen to them and not not enjoy it i have a problem with that because i think he would and he's a guitar man how are you not gonna enjoy the guitar licks on a bird's album yeah, and listen to some of the songs on this album. So, Mr. Tambourine Man, everybody knows. Okay. Feel a whole lot better. Um, the Bells of Remney. Uh, song is yes. So All I Really Want to Do. Yeah. And, um, of course, everybody knows it. Chimes of Freedom. There's so many great songs on this record. Um, but, yeah, I'm. we like Frank. We love Frank. <laughs> we do like Frank. But uh, I I think he deserves that. That. Look, if anything else, it would be a spirited debate. Mm -hmm. But you cannot deny that Frank, as a guitar man, is going to find things to really enjoy. And I'm sorry. It is hard to say I'm a guitar lover, but I won't listen to the birds. No, you got to, because what you hear on a bird's album is different. And it's unique, and especially for that time, I mean, it, it takes it takes you into a different part, and you got it. So, I think I think we have our our next our next uh, joint project with the JFJ. Uh, I like that idea. I, I think I think we're gonna bring Frank over <laughs> to the dark side or the light side. The light side. As it were. One of us. One of us. One. <laughs> I love that idea. Yeah. Oh um, my gosh. I'm curious if they would be interested in in accepting that challenge. I think they would. I yeah. think they're they're fair. They'll give things a listen. Yeah. Yep. And uh, you know, and I'm sure they're going to approach us with something I've probably never heard. Well, and I'll, I will do the same. It sounds like Def Leppard is in your future. So, <laughs> you know, I said it as a joke, <laughs> but I will still listen to it. You know, Def Leppard, Scorpions, Romstein. You know, <laughs> what do you want? I'll listen to it. Nice, nice. But anyways, but I think we have to have a birds joint listen. Oh my gosh. I you know, I'm all, I'm game for that, Soraya. I'm yeah, I don't know. I think I'll have to like. I, I think I'll have to. We'll have to have some negotiations with a mediator. Yeah, and Frank. But I think it can be done. But anyways, <laughs> I digress. This was a lot of fun. Always fun. And if uh, you've, and if you haven't listened to the Easy Beats Volume Three, you should. And it is available. I, I think Jerry mentioned it. It's available via streaming. Um, but also there are enough, there are quite a few copies out, out circulating through various uh, venues and entities. So, you know, 
it's worth your time. And if nothing else, YouTube. Yep. Yep. It, it is. Yep. The whole thing is available on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Easy Beats, I think, is a, it's a band that people, that a lot of people sleep on. Certain and, Americans. Yeah. And I think it's, it's worthy of the listen and attention because I think they, they really did bring something very unique and very different. Yeah. And especially, yeah. especially any fans of like mid sixties guitar music. And this is right up your alley. It's a very fun listen. A hundred percent. All right, Soraya, we just did double episodes back to back. We need a break. <laughs> we do need a break. All right. Mi gente, agrubiar. Groove on, Paisley people. Frank, Frank doesn't roll that way. Nope. No. That's my bedtime now, folks. Yeah. Well, we-